Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And in this episode, I have a chat with Joseph Ryan Hughes, who is the writer of We Are Monsters, a new play that is part of a double bill that is just perfect for Halloween. We Are Monsters tells the story of Caitlin and Kyle, who enjoy playing pranks and scaring campers on Lake Windermere. But their harmless fun turns into trouble when they're tracked down by a nearby ghost whisperer. We Are Monsters is produced by Just a Regular House and it shows this Halloween in the one and only basement of the Barons Court Theatre as part of a double bill of two brand new dark comedies that are fearful, funny and filled with ghost stories. Directed by Zach Wyatt, We Are Monsters runs from Tuesday to Saturday from the 24th of October to the 4th of November at 7.30pm in the Barons Court Theatre in London. It was an absolute pleasure and a joy to speak to Joe and I also spoke to Connor from Glass which is the other show that is taking place on the same night and that episode will be released next week. If you are in the London area or you are going to be in the London area around the Halloween period from the 24th of October to the 4th of November, it is definitely worth checking these plays out. Plays that Just a Regular House have done previously have received great critical acclaim and been really well received. This is a lovely way to spend an evening. You've got two sort of 45 minute to an hour long plays and on Halloween night they're having a big fancy dress party and you get to get dressed up and have a party afterwards and it sounds like it's going to be an absolute ball. I am planning on going and I can't wait to go. The tickets and the links for everything that you need to know are going to be in the description of this episode. So please feel free to book your tickets I'd love to see you there if you're going to be there and it's just a lovely way to spend Halloween. So the interview with Joe was done over StreamYard so the audio is slightly different to normal. It's perfectly listenable, don't worry, but just in case you're thinking, wow, this sounds different than it normally does, it's because it was recorded over StreamYard. I hope you enjoy it. I am joined in my virtual studio by the wonderful Joe. Joe, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Hello, uh, my name is Joe, and yeah, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, and I have a little theatre company called Just a Regular House, and we're producing a show uh, over Halloween this year. That's what we do. Before we get into talking about the show and your life mm-hmm. as a producer slash actor slash writer, I've got a very important question, and it is the one question that everybody wants to know the answer to, and that is, what is your favourite horror film and why? Yeah, so I I think, so I remember being a very... Uh, very scared with a bunch of friends watching Sinister at school and 
I, but I wouldn't call Sinister my favorite, but I definitely remember that being like the earliest really like classic horror film that I remember watching and all Parliament of Room and getting really scared by, but that wouldn't be a favorite. I loved Nope that came out by Jordan Peele. I thought that was brilliant, but also wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily call that like a, a traditional horror film either. You know, it was almost like a Western that, that film. But if I had to say like on rewatchability, like I would happily watch right now, I really love the first Saw film. And I would, I would say that is, I think Saw franchise gets a bad rep. And I do think for a good reason, because the other films I don't think are very good. But the first one, Standalone, I really like it. And I think it's a great film. So I would call that one of my favorite horror films. Yeah, interesting. You're probably the first person I've ever interviewed that said the first Saw. But I totally, I totally see it because it really was about getting to the depths of the dilemma and trying mm. to, and trying to get into that human that human need to survive but the rest of them i agree it kind of kind of goes downhill it gets a bit gore porny um yeah. but i feel like the first one was brilliant yeah i i, I agree i mean i haven't watched the because they're bringing out new ones now aren't the spiral and things like that i haven't watched any of those with uh chris rock um but the i remember loving the first one so much and really trying to like believe in the franchise and i yeah. watched like one two three all the way up to like i think and i got to the one before the final film and i was like you know what i just can't do it anymore this isn't good anymore but now you just yeah. break up with the franchise you're like i'm sorry we had a good run <laughs> yeah. it's actually not me know. it's definitely you <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about we are monsters your play that you are bringing to London this Halloween what's the general premise yeah so we are monsters it's part of a double bill two short plays that are going on over Halloween um and we are monsters is a play that I've written that it's about like 35 40 minutes but it's about uh two siblings a brother and a sister in Lake Windermere and they sort of like to dress up in costumes these seaweed costumes and go around and prank nearby campers around Lake Windermere. So they like to steal their people's things and write messages in the sand and just sort of like just creep and scare people in order to sort of become part of the lore and the mythos around Lake Windermere because there's loads of myths and legends that are in that area. And they love that, but they want to be part of it. So they're sort of making their own um, story that the locals can be like, oh, have you seen these creepy things that are happening around and it's like yeah that's us they, they like that but the play begins after a particular night of pranking of the brother and the sister they come back to this cabin and they've been followed back to the cabin by this ghost whisperer and the ghost whisperer thinks he's meeting two actual spirits uh and he's sort of confronting them about what they're doing and the play sort of lifts off from there and questions you know what it's like to not respect the uh, the myths and legends of um, of a place, and you know the ghosts and uh, things that you know are are very real and can uh, can can follow you places if you don't respect them. So it's sort of about that. So why did you choose to write a ghost story for theatre? So our theatre company did a play last year. Um, just off the bat of um, Halloween. So it was the 1st of November was our first show. And this wasn't really a spooky show, but it definitely had spooky elements um, to it. And we really liked it. And then when we got around to this year um, and, we have to th and we were thinking about what show we can, we can, we can do um, around October, November, and we really thought, why don't we really lean into the, the Halloween side of stuff? 
and do a show that's set um oh that that's over halloween so we have first week is before halloween second week is after and we write two brand new stories that are spooky that are like dark comedies but also kind of really lean into that that ghost story factor that was kind of like the idea and i sort of had an idea rattling around in my head about lake windermere i I think it is just a a place that has a lot of uh history and um and mythos about it that uh i knew there was a story in there that i wanted to tell um and then as soon as i started sort of doing a bit of research about about ghost stories there it just the play kind of just flowed out of it because a lot of the ghost stories are are mentioned in in the play so yeah i think that's where it came from wanting to write a a scary story that's also quite quite funny but yeah setting at lake windermere i i it was something that almost it's it felt very felt very natural to me because of the the scare factor lake windermere so did you have a like particular ghost story that scared you as a child you know the first thing that comes to mind is a story that my sister told me um, and I've never been able to retell the story that I think is was as scary as she told it to me. So I don't even know if it's still scary, but it's like it, it was the I think it was she called it like the man with the red eye or the red eye or something like that. And it was just about like this regular old guy um, goes to, uh, I think, a hotel and the concierge says something like uh, noises happen in the night. Um, don't get out of bed if you hear them, just stay in your bed the whole night. And then obviously he wakes up one one night in the hotel room and he hears the noises and then he looks out the window, gets out of bed, which he shouldn't have done. And he sees like some guy with a big old bulging red eye um, and he sort of looks at him. <laughs> and um, I remember my sister telling me the story and then he like would wake up at like another hour, another hour and the noise had gotten closer and eventually he like finds out that the guy is sort of walking outside this hotel room and he looks through the keyhole and all he sees through the keyhole is red. Um, so like, as if like the big rolling bed, the red eye of this man was like looking directly through the keyhole right at him. And I remember as a kid, obviously I didn't ghost story tell that story, but I, when my, my sister told it, it terrified me. <laughs> and I think from then on, I've always been, I, I have loved getting scared and ghost stories and Halloween it has been a real thing. So, but that story, I, I don't even know if it exists in like, if I was to Google the story, I don't know if I'd find it. I, I have no idea. It's just this thing my sister told me and it is still with me now. <laughs> I feel like the story does exist. I think you'll find it easily because I've definitely heard some version of that before with the red eye and the and the keyhole. So oh. it it does exist. And I, oh, I bet great. if you if you go and find the story, you'll be back to sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's good um, to hear, though. Yeah, you know, your sister isn't just a scare story <laughs> genius. Um, so in terms of Lake Windermere, because your play is obviously set in Lake Windermere, which is a very beautiful part of England. I've never personally been, but I feel like I need to add it to my list. Do you have a favourite legend or story about Lake Windermere specifically? Yeah, w- when I was reading up um, about just ghost stories around there, one that I really, I read up quite a lot about it. I really liked it. It was called the Spectral Army, they called it. It's basically this, uh, this army of ghosts that you can see every, um, I think it's, it might be every midsummer um, day or something like that. I think that they appear one particular day every year. Um, 
and the first person who saw it was just like some one one guy and he was like standing on a hill and then i think blencathra was the name of the the fell side um or the hill and you're sort of looking at blencathra and he is able to see this um army of ghosts sort of march across the hill um and then when he went back and told people that he saw it everyone was like oh you're drunk you know no one believes you but then like the next year two more people saw the same thing on like that same day and then also people were skeptical like oh, i don't know how this is happening so then a few years later quite a lot of people all got together to see if this the spectral army they would see it and they've all been dubbed as sober and you know of sound mind and they were all standing looking at blencathra and then they all saw it they all saw this like uh, army of ghosts uh, it's described as like five people deep um, march across the hillside and there were horses as well like cavalry and they're all with swords and armor and they just watched them walk from like one uh, part of the hill to the other um and i think what i really liked about that was because of this recurring aspect of more and more people seeing it i thought was quite 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 scary because i mean the fact that you know is everyone in cahoots who's on that hill saying oh yeah we definitely saw it or you know you you don't know but it's uh, and it seems to have been happening for quite like quite a long span of years because you have to wait a following year to be able to see it again so it sort of has a uh, life this this story that people want to see it the idea of ghosts in general you know they're sort of in purgatory almost aren't they that's like one idea of it they they've been bound to eternity of like walking the earth as a, as a ghost and it's usually like single ghosts that you see. Mm. And I think what I liked about this, the fact that it is, it's a lot, an army of ghosts. Like what has this huge group done to, for all eternity, you know, be it, be an army together. It kind of reminded me of like the skeleton crew in Pipes of the Caribbean. They're all, they can't taste, they can't eat, you know, but they're all together in this curse. And I just wondered if that was also part of the, what was happening with, with those ghosts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I can't even imagine what it must have been like, right, to be part of that big group of people on the hill who are watching this. You know, this guy that you're like, sure, yeah, you saw an army. Do you know what? We'll all go out and see. Can we see it? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, oh no, that's there. <laughs> oh no, we're watching this happen because it just fundamentally, it changes it it changes life for you because suddenly mm. it's like, oh, it's not just we're here and that's it. There is more to this than I had anticipated. And I don't think anybody sets out of an evening to have their their whole belief system 
shaken. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, if you see that, you, you surely everything changes. You just uh, you absolutely have to it has everything. to. Mm. It has to. It's... Interestingly, in in Irish tradition, there is a lot of there's a lot of folklore and a lot of stories, like first hand witness accounts about seeing um, armies, but they're fairy armies, which is kind oh. of. Which is weird, like, you know, but yeah. but armies of fairies going into battle because they battle each other. And they're not like little, they're not like little things. They're human sized entities. Um, so I think just uh, uh, seeing a, an army in general, like a ghostly <laughs> army in general is is incredible. That's wild. Yeah. How do you fight that? You know, it's where, where do you go? Do, yeah, hard enough to deal with one ghost. If you got a, you got 50 coming at you, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, and I, like we've all seen Lord of the Rings, all right? Yeah. The Ghost Army is that that's the, if it's not for the Ghost Army they're not winning, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they were they were the the wild card that they needed. Um so has working on a ghost story and kind of immersing yourself in all the stories of like Windermere and and uh and folklore and legend has it made you more in touch with your spiritual side? That's a very big question. I guess I guess a part of that question is also were you a believer beforehand? You know, it's it's, it's interesting because I I don't know the word like believer and stuff is I don't know it's it, it's hard to it's hard to say because I haven't particularly had a a paranormal experience that sort of um, like I've had scary things happen but I feel like a lot of people have those stories where they can say like I saw a reflection and like I'm not crazy I definitely saw it and 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 I and I love hearing those stories and like also I I don't. I don't like go out of my way to say like, oh, I, you're crazy, you know. Of course, why why would people lie about certain things if you trust them? You know, they're 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 telling you the the truth. It's um so I do think there's things that happen that are kind of unexplainable sometimes, and sometimes the most logical answer is is uh, is ghosts or is something paranormal, you know, because it is unexplainable. So I think definitely a side of me does believe that there's this world of spirits and things that we don't really know much about um but as far as my experience with it i haven't had much um but also i'm not going to be the one that says i definitely don't believe it because that's i feel i'm definitely scared of saying that and inviting bad stuff to be happening to me working on this as a ghost story it was it's, it's funny you should say like how is it what's it been like uh doing that it's because we were doing a read through of the play not too long ago I was telling them that, like, actually, by the way, that all the ghost stories that I mentioned are real. The other actor, um, Moses, said, um, oh, I think we're going to need to have it like a detox after we do the show, because just to get, uh, you know, get all those things off, because we are dealing with something that is very real, you know, in uh, in Lake Windermere, you know. So there was a, a worry, um, I, gu- I guess, but also we're not making fun of them. Uh, mm. We're, uh, you know, we we are... We're just telling the stories, and I think that's that that's okay. But definitely, as soon as he said, like, "Oh, we need a detox," I was like, "I, you know, what? I didn't even think that maybe it, I should have thought twice about retelling some some things." But it's all done with all done with the respect. And I think a, there's a lot of people in the paranormal community who believe that. So I'm I'm very skeptical. Um, mm. I love ghost stories, and I and I really enjoy them. But I also am firmly on the side that you should approach these things with skepticism. But you know, a lot of people do believe that when you talk about these things openly, when you tell stories, you're inviting it in. And you know mm. what? 
I feel like Moses has just set the tone there to be like, well, at the end of this, we need, we need, we all need to be exercised. Okay, that's what needs <laughs> to happen yeah, because exactly. we're inviting all this in. I honestly would be sitting around that read through table going, well, I'm not doing the show because I have enough <laughs> things in my life without bringing an army of spirits to my doorstep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get a knock on the door, you're like, oh no, here we go. Why do you think, personally, that ghost stories have this universal popularity? Because I feel like there's so many people who are staunch non-believers, but who also still love a ghost story. And then, of course, the other end of the spectrum is people who fully believe and equally love ghost stories. So why do you think they have such universal popularity? Well, they do. Every culture has has ghost stories. And so it's, it's funny that people love hearing them, you know, and they continue to love hearing ghost stories. So I think there's a universal appeal because there is deep down there's there's a side of that kind of stuff that is sort of unex, unexplained we we don't know the rules i i think you know in horror films like the conjuring or the insidious you know a lot of it is these people working out like how to defeat the ghost or how to get back uh, how to how to win you know at the end of the film so they have to like work out what the rules are but um like in order to do that but we're dealing with like with, with a, like a magical world essentially so how do you know what those rules could be to deal with. So I think humans are naturally curious. So because there's no definitive answer to, ha- to to that, that's why we there is this thing of people can understand. Uh, like yeah, we there's this magical thing we we don't know what it is, and it's it's a ghost. It's a thing that we don't know the answer for, but we'll have like an image in our minds of what it should look like or how it should affect us. So I think that's why we keep on going back to ghost stories and and also the sense. There's a sense of fear, isn't it, when you consume scary stuff. That's why people like it. They like getting scared, or some people do. But it also gives you a bit of safety because it's like, oh, at least it's not happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's there's that factor, I think, as well. Yeah, I always think that people love horror films because it gives you exactly that. It gives you the chance to enact all of these anxieties and fears and, and mm. worry in a totally safe space. You know, you know that when <laughs> once that film ends, you can go upstairs to bed or you can sit and watch cartoons and get rid of all of the <laughs> get rid of all of the scary stuff from your brain. Yeah, I know you've sort of alluded to this briefly, but have you ever had a paranormal experience that you'd like to share? Or do you have somebody in your life that's have a had a paranormal experience? Because I I can only assume, right, that when you're working on something that's um adjacent to ghosts, that people now tell you their ghost stories all the time. Or they do that thing yeah. where they go, No, no, I don't believe in ghosts, but this one time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i was speaking with a few uh work friends yesterday about about ghost stories and things and then you, they started to tell me their own experiences and uh someone did tell me um that they were doing a um a shoot uh in a castle and they said that they were getting their makeup done for the shoot and they saw in the window like a like kind of those uh, in what's the film called the Jack Nicholson film, and you see the two twins. Oh, The Shining. Um, the Shining, yeah. They kind of see like that kind of image, right? In a in in a, in a window, and like when you hear that, you're like, yeah, okay, it's just your play- brain playing tricks on you, right? Like you see two twin like girls or something like that in 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 the in in the window. Clearly, like I don't know, you're in a castle. You're yeah. The the brain's a very powerful thing. Um. So, uh, she said, yeah, like I was. Uh, I saw that. Then the makeup people said, no, like we don't have any kids on set, that kind of thing. And then what happened later in the shoots was, I think she said that some, they, were all, they all had like weapons, like fake guns, but they couldn't fire. 
but then the one guy went to the loo um and he came back into the room like white as a sheet and they were like what's wrong and he said i was having a wee and then suddenly the gun just fired um and they said there was there's no rounds in the gun that it doesn't shoot anything and he just said yeah it just fired while i was having a wee so you know like those I heard that story yesterday and I think as soon as you involve like more people into a story and like you definitely mm. think something's something's happening um if it affects more than one people like like with the spectral army as soon as a load of people are all watching something I mean of course they, you they can all be in cahoots there they can all be like oh wouldn't it be funny or you know uh it's if this if we all see the same thing but I don't know as soon as more people are involved, it does make me go like, well, that is a bit scary, actually. You know? And I think when more people are involved with something, it's much harder to lie. The yeah. more people that are involved, the more likely somebody is going to tell tell the truth. That's just that's just human nature. That's just the way we are. Mm, without a doubt. But, you know, as, as far as it goes for, for me, I think like I've, I've had like sleep paralysis before and I've had like a night terror as a kid. Um, and like as far as like there's not necessarily paranormal stuff. But definitely those fears kind of because you're so young. Well, sleep paralysis, not so much. But my, when I had that night terror, like I remember like it still stays with me now. And it still like gives me ever so often it'll give me the fear again. Like, for example, in Nope, there um, there's that bit where not to spoil anything, but they're in the belly of the beast at that point, mm. And there's sort of like the white sheets are around them. And I remember that just immediately reminded me of my night terror. So it kind of evoked a fear in me um because it reminded me of that memory and it's not necessarily paranormal but it definitely of like what fear is it kind of comes out of you so it's uh yeah perhaps not not ghostly but definitely makes me scared so i don't know if that invites paranormal ghost things or not if you're somebody who suffers from sleep paralysis there is a documentary called the nightmare I'm just going to say that it will traumatize you, but it is a documentary and it's called The Nightmare and it's all about sleep paralysis. And I, I don't, I've never had sleep. Well, I had a sort of a, a mild version of sleep paralysis once in my life, but I don't suffer from it. And I watched The Nightmare and I was like, well, I'm never sleeping again because I'm not taking a risk. <laughs> yeah, but it's I very good. I, I think I saw, don't they all like, they, they see the same kind of things, but they're yes. completely, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that bit of it sleep paralysis sound. really scares me. <laughs> So our final question and arguably oh. the most important question. Mm -hmm. Why should people come and see We Are Monsters? It's a brand new show and it is a funny show. It's a dark comedy. So we've been talking a lot about ghosts and spookums and things like that. And it had, it's based around ghost stories and being scared and what fear is. But also like at its heart, it's a brother and sister quibbling. It's uh, it's a really funny show, and if you like to get scared and you like to laugh, it is absolutely the show for you. And the best part of it is as well is that you get to watch two because it's a double bill. So you get to watch one. It's a nice storybook end finishes, and then you have a little interval. Go upstairs to the pub, grab a drink, and then come back down and watch another show, another spooky show. So you know it's a it's a great day out and perfect to get into like the Halloween spirit of things and who doesn't like to laugh and get a bit scared you know can I just say as well 35 to 40 minutes is just the perfect length for a show 
yeah, I think so. It's a... for me, for me who struggles with um, attention. I mean, I love theatre in my soul, but sometimes I get to a point in a show where I'm like, there needs to be an interval, or this needs to end <laughs> because I'm getting itchy sitting in my seat and I can't stay here for much longer. Thirty five, forty minutes, dreamy. Yeah, I think so as well. That's what we planned. Both um, Connor and I, we both planned that the shows need to be. Yeah, that 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 was what we wanted to hit. So yeah, thirty five, forty minutes, both shows. So can you give me the details about We Are Monsters and Glass? Like, where, where are they on? When are they happening? Absolutely. So uh, We Are Monsters and Glass are happening at the Barons Court Theatre. First show is on the 24th of October and runs until the 4th of November, Tuesday to Saturday. Um, and as a little extra bit, we do have a show that's actually on Halloween. So that'll be on the 31st of October. And we are inviting people to come along to that in costume. And there'll be a little party at the end of the show where people can, you know, come up and chat with us. And there'll be a little costume competition. There'll be food and drink as well. Um, so, and it's all involved in your ticket. There's no, there's no extra. So it's a, uh, if you have somewhere to spend, if you want to spend somewhere on your Halloween, why not with us? That sounds absolutely incredible. I would love more than anything to come up and see it on Halloween but I can't come up and see it on Halloween because <laughs> I'm I'm also doing a show but I am coming to see it and I'm very excited to come and see it I can't wait I love seeing theatre that is written by by people who are involved in it and, and new theatre and new shows and I'm so excited Joe thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure well thank you for having me Emma honestly it's been um, great where can people find you on socials before we go yeah, so um, you can find my actors uh, on Instagram, Joseph Ryan Hughes. Um, and But for uh, the theatre company, you'll hear everything about the show. If you just put in Just A Regular House, uh, we have a website, justaregularhouse.com. And our Twitter is JRHProds. And our Instagram is Just A Regular House Productions. So you can find everything on those socials. Brilliant. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you, Emma. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.